Hello and welcome to a brand new season of Pondivision, the only MCU discussion podcast hosted by me, Charlie Ashby, and my co-host... Uh, Ash, Ash Jefferson. Sorry, I got a Discord <laughs> notification right as you asked me that and I got distracted. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> my name is at blah 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 says <laughs> um yeah well i mean it's it's great to be back again i said it in the tweet uh um, tweet where i talked about the show coming back it time feels strange and i think that's the perfect sort of feeling to have around this particular show um it feels like it's been a while but it also doesn't <laughs> yeah i guess it has that long right it's like a month yeah but, month, yeah, a month and a bit. We had a bit of Star Wars in between, but it still feels like it's been a little while, which is strange, I guess. Yeah, there's there's too many like, I again ironically like there's too many timelines in my head to keep track of. <laughs> We're like, I guess it doesn't feel that long compared to when we saw Winter, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but then in my mind it was like, well, it's not been that long since Endgame, and then someone's like, we have been waiting for this cliffhanger for like two years. I was like. Yeah. Wait, I was what? Like, no, Endgame did not come out two years ago. 2020 itself just feels like complete like wash <laughs> in a lot of ways. I just kind of don't acknowledge that it was a year. Um, but it's, it's a weird thing. It's like a weird thing where you're like, I guess that was like two years ago. I guess what the, the strands were like Loki. I guess we knew we were going to be answered. So it didn't really feel that off. Like it felt like, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's going to be soon. Yeah. But it has been two years, so I guess oh, that's strange. I guess that's really weird. Um, but here we are, Loki. Loki. Uh, the show that many people have been wanting since, like, what, like 2012? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Like, people have been really... Obviously, people love this character for, for years. It feels like a whole generation has, like, been born, has had kids, <laughs> died since... What, since 2012? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, the whole Tumblr generation sort of came and I was, went i was thinking about this the other day because i was on tumblr in 2012 and yeah, that feels too. like millions of years ago <laughs> i was never like a loki like fan uh i remember i was always like really annoyed with like the loki side of tumblr because uh, i was very much into like marvel tumblr but i was not mm. into loki tumblr um but yeah so it feels like it was like 20 years ago <laughs> it wasn't it, does, but... it feels so strange like everything was everything on tumblr was either matt smith bandit cumberbatch or tom hiddleston <laughs> yeah that that era but it you know and here we are getting ready to watch morbius starring matt smith which we're excited for no um i am really yeah we're so excited for... <laughs> i mean God knows what what that's what's happening with that, but I am really excited about the show. I was amped for it. I I have always loved Loki. I think he's a fantastic villain. I've always loved him in the comics. Um, the the visual design. I always loved him. I always remember one of my I think my first sort of glimpses of him was during one of my favorite comic runs, which was the JMS uh, JRJR runs of Spider Amazing Spider Man. And there's this issue of Spider-Man and Loki on a rooftop eating hot dogs and just chilling. And Spider's like, you know, a lot of weird stuff happened to me recently. Like, usually I deal with, like, crazy people in bird costumes, but I've been dealing with a lot of magic stuff, and I just feel like my life is being controlled by some weird 
other bigger source. And Loki's like, yeah, I, I get you there. So I was, when I was looking back at that after this, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny because I guess he's always had that sort of relationship with people dictating things. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was never really much of a Loki fan. Um, I think it had a lot to do with why I wasn't much of a Bucky Barnes fan too. It's just the internet kind of ruined it for me. You know, <laughs> at a certain point, you're just kind of like, uh, you've so the character with all the cringy, the cringy people that are big fans of of that character who acted ridiculous back in the day, uh, or who I thought acted ridiculous back in the day. Um, yeah. But this episode really like in Ragnarok. And I think I actually like Loki when he's being kind of a decent person with mm-hmm. the kind of manipulative, mischievous element to it, which is why I really liked like this episode. I, I made a tweet about it as a joke, but it's true. I was like, I hate, I hate, or I don't like Loki. Marvel, we're going to make him a sad boy. Me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Damn oh, it. My, my kryptonite. <laughs> sad boys. I love it's a true. sad boy. And again, I feel like What's interesting about the show is that we all assumed, obviously, delving into a TV show dedicated to these characters would provide some deeper um, interrogation and analysis of these characters. But I never really uh, sort of, I guess, with Wonder and Bucky, it immediately jumped out to mind that there'd be like fairy possessions. But for Loki, I wasn't really expecting that. And I guess that these shows are kind of their own fairy possessions for these broken individuals in their own sense. And you got to appreciate that Loki is like incredibly honest by the end of this. It doesn't take the entire series for him to be honest about. It's not like this is the question, why does Loki hurt people? And it will be answered by the end of the show. Yeah. He answers it by the end of this episode, which I thought was really interesting. But they went and in I that think, direction. Uh, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, I don't think that undermines his previous arc at all either. Because no. the whole point of the previous arc is that there was mistrust and mixture of feelings and lack of growth on all sides. Thor couldn't straight up tell him but in Thor 2 that he loves and trusts Loki, because that wouldn't be the case. That would have been a lie. So to see Loki actually see these moments of unbridled truth, um, Odin on his deathbed, like he wouldn't lie like that. Um, or I mean, he seemingly he pro- himself for Thor, yeah, right? for Thor. And seemingly, I guess, probably assumes Thor is dead. Because the ship blows up and <laughs> then it cuts off. That is all he sees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. So, yeah, because we always just assume next time Thor sees Loki. You're like, oh, Loki, you survived. <laughs> well, actually, it's going to be like them both reacting kind of strange. Like, oh, well, you survived or not really, but you survived? Like, it's going to be this strange little back, back and forth, especially because it won't be the same Loki. At all, yeah. It'll be Loki. It's a really interesting way to like get Loki to have that previous, I guess, character arc, but make it a different kind of thing as well. Like this Loki doesn't experience all those things, but he sees them happen. So he um, obviously is going to be. He obviously was affected by that. He cries when he sees his mother. I can't remember when he started crying specifically, but he cries when he sees his mother die. Yeah. Yeah, and then he cries harder when o- Odin says, I love you, my sons, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's presumably what he's always wanted to hear. Yeah, he's always wanted to, to belong and to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, like, like he says, a lot of that anger and resentment and pushing outwards is to feel that sense of belonging and play, like, 
you know, to earn that place as well. And it, it's clear that he uses the footage. He did that by being a better person. And it's interesting to see where that goes as well, because yes, that's his growth and that's his arc, but also it's inferred that that was the, the sort of the track that the TVA designed for him, which ends at a certain point. So I guess there's pros and cons out of that whole discussion because he looks yeah. at that footage and he's like, this is clearly what I want from that. But also I can push against that because I don't want to end up dead and I don't want to, you know, and we'll get into this a little bit more. Like we'll go a bit more chronologically in a minute, but like the whole debate of free will or something is really interesting. And I think yeah. will be a big I think we're going to find out that like, I think we're going to find out like the TVA is kind of a scam kind of thing. It's absolutely it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like it's 100. There's no way that it's like what it is saying it is, I think. No. But. And that's what's, that's what made me laugh a lot because there's a lot of, I did, I'll be honest. I did a lot of debating on Twitter yesterday. I got very angry about certain things. And I'm like, I think sometimes people read into stuff too much either too much or just don't even listen to the basics it's like the show didn't say that the netflix and abc shows didn't happen that that's not the case that's not what it's saying no no like, i know a lot of people saying oh because because ah because they mentioned agent colson dying i'm like the whole point of that show is predicated on the fact that he did die it isn't <laughs> he did die Coulson, that happened it, yeah Coulson didn't escape death in terms of like da da he died and they brought him back that's the difference and also it doesn't say like yeah Owen Wilson's not gonna go yeah I guess Nathan season one like he's not gonna tell you the plot to Ains of Shield because it's a different I didn't TV get show. that impression I didn't get that impression at all I think no. the Netflix shows did happen and I honestly think that we're gonna see them again I think Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil. I think they're going to show up again. I just don't think we're going to be getting like season four of Daredevil, right? I think. No, of course not. No. And and even then, like even if it is like a multiverse, like I know that Into Shield in the latter seasons explore different multiversal concepts and the idea that maybe this isn't the exact same MCU. That still that's, can exist. That's partially why I think it's all BS because we know that because they're talking about a universal timeline, right? And, but yes. the ancient one is talking in Endgame even about how there's different timelines and different. Th and I trust the ancient one more than maybe I shouldn't. Maybe Tilda Swinton it just has a trustful face or whatever. I don't know. But... <laughs> that lovely bald head. You can't <laughs> lie about the bald head. No, I. And yeah, that's the. Uh, and then that was, that was another thing that bothered me, like the idea that. Oh, so the multiverse is a lie. There is no multiverse. That's not true either, because all the TVA does is structures time, time like realities created around timelines and how the timeline changes. But that doesn't affect other dimensions. Like the dark dimension, the soul dimension that we see where like Gamora was, and um, the mirror dimension, they're not affected by time. They're different yeah. parts of space. So they're, they're still part of the multiverse. Yeah, there's definitely something else going on, right? Like I think Absolutely. I, I think it's pretty obvious that like there is there is something else clearly happening here that we're gonna probably find. There is probably gonna be a reason why Loki 
I don't know what Loki is going to be, but uh, there's probably a reason why Loki is going around because that's the big like we're jumping ahead here, but no, that's the big, I mean, like, yeah, teaser, I guess, is that Loki's the one killing the TVA agents, right? So, which yeah, I, I think to say called it. <laughs> you did call it. You did absolutely 100% call it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but, I think like, I think there's definitely more than what we're seeing here. You know? Yeah. And that, there's a lot of, a lot of people give a lot of credit to the TVA explaining it. It's like watching a government advert saying, this is what we do and going, see, that explains it. I mean, it even had home. like it even had like the vibe of propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like like the cartoony style and miss minutes and like it, yeah, like. <laughs> but like, I guess it's difficult because from my point of view as a comics fan, and I guess and you as well, we're watching this going. So what? One of the people is Kang the Conqueror, <laughs> and we're supposed to be like they're the good, the good guys, like you know. But also, even if you throw that, like, rub the, crush that paper up, throw it in the bin, don't even think about the whole comic of it all. Because maybe Kang the Conqueror, that might change the backstory. Um, look at what the episode shows us. There's a reason why they don't show us the, the pruning of yeah. timelines. Because my, my immediate thought was, that's, that's a big, that's a red flag. Like, the fact that they didn't show it. Because it, it, it certainly suggested to me that potentially they're destroying these timelines. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. I, 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 my whole thing is I was not taking what they were saying at face value because they are, that video is described, I mean, it's describing what the TVA is for like the average everyday variant right mm -hmm. like it's not gonna go and here's the actual specifics of what we do i'm sure like as we go on we will figure out more about the tva and i think exactly, that's probably yeah. what loki's gonna like be getting himself into um i'm really excited to see i love when marvel is weird i really like oh absolutely i mean wandavision is like my favorite thing in the mcu ever and i love when marvel's just like we're doing some weird stuff. Enjoy. <laughs> Not that I don't like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's just, you know, this is no, more I my speed, I think. I have you to, know? I definitely agree. It, it, and again, it reminds me, we say this all the time, there's, these shows are like comic books. And although I like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's a fantastic graphic novel, I feel like you have to be really drawn from issue one. Like If there's, if there's like a particularly good series that you can go... But I, I remember specifically being drawn in by like, issue one because it's just like the art was amazing. Like it stood out to me. This feels very much like that. Yeah. One division, I kind of cheated because we got the first two episodes at once. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is the first time we get to see like a fully on like can an episode one really get us hooked? And I felt like they really they did a really great job at setting up the world. Having a lot of exposition, but in a really interesting way. And Again, making, I said, and making you probably more sympathetic to Loki than maybe you would have been otherwise. I think for maybe yeah, like the no. viewer, because Loki is a villain for a lot of people, right? A lot of people are just going to remember Loki as like, oh yeah, the bad guy from Avengers One. <laughs> you yeah. know, like so. How do you like sell your uh, your your normal Disney Plus subscriber on a Loki show? We well, have to make them a little bit more sympathetic, I think. 
And I think they succeeded. I think I think a hundred percent they did a really yeah. great job at one, making sure that his previous arc wasn't undermined. Mm-hmm. Two, using that arc to further the character in different new ways, interesting ways. And three, helping sell the idea of the multiverse and the the idea of where we can go forward. And also, I guess, like sort of pushing forward the the, the status quo of the post Infinity Saga, and how like it doesn't necessarily it's not undermining, but it does a really great job at showing how powerful the TVA are and the bigger threats now that the Avengers and whoever in the galaxy has to face. I thought it was a really, I mean, yeah, really yeah. I mean, the way great, to demonstrate that with just the Infinity Stones in that drawer, in a ca- right? yeah, in the drawer, and like multiple versions of them, which I just want to say. Do you think Natasha's like, fuck this? <laughs> He's like, you're telling me we could have just broken into this drawer and stolen the soul stone. And she's like, and I died for nothing. Or Vision. Yeah, Vision. Like, I want there to be a sequence like, um, you know, in um, Endgame, when you see four rockets sort of sneaking past the cells, Loki. I want there to be a sequence where... um. <laughs> Maybe it's like Wanda in Doctor Strange 2 breaking into the TVA. It's <laughs> like, yoink, I'll take that. White vision, come here. It just throws it at his head. It comes normal again. Um, I mean, no, but you can't deny the absolute tragic romantic potential of like vision, white vision being powered by Wanda's power. And then maybe that's like great, coming yeah. back to be regular vision, right? Like, like a Disney character. Like he goes, or like in Shrek. <laughs> he just has all energy around him and he turns in color again. <laughs> Wanda just kisses him and he turns red again. <laughs> I love you, Wanda. Oh, that'd be great. Um, Listen, but yeah, I'm I, not above admitting I like some romantic, some cheesy romantic nonsense in my in my Marvel stuff. <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot of really great stuff that I feel like they get to explore a bit more with Loki as a character that we don't really yeah, get to see in yeah. the films. Um, I always love it when he transforms. And I like, we got like, I think it's like a different take from Endgame, not necessarily the same scene from Endgame. I think there's like one new shot of him in the elevator. And then I think the Steve Rogers scene was slightly changed, mm-hmm. uh, which I really liked as well. I like it when he changed, like he just transformed stuff. They also confirmed his, uh, his gender fluidity, which I thought was really cool as well, because something we've been talking about for a while is that we really want to see Lady Loki, which I feel like is very much might be the case for this show. It just depends. My only only hope is that I hope they don't say that like Lady Loki is like an alternate version of Loki. Mm Because Lady Loki is like... It's Loki. Loki. (laughs) It's Loki, right? Yeah. (laughs) And being like gender fluid is not two separate people of two separate genders, you know? Yeah. I feel like because it says gender fluid on our variant of Loki, it. I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I feel like hopefully they that comes across. Um, I the more I was thinking about it, it's like the more I'm not even convinced that the Loki we see in the trailer with the vote Loki could be our Loki. Could be a different version of Loki. Could be the Lady Loki. Um, I say Lady Loki just because I mean in terms of uh, differentiated yeah. the variant. <laughs> Um, I'm sure when we find out the specific variant code, oh, that'll be as catchy. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that fact. I'm still, I thought the reveal was really cool, it's what I kind of expected. I, I think the idea of having a show called Loki about Loki, the villain's Loki, 
makes is genius. Um, I, I but I still I want to commit to the fact that I still don't think these are the only Lokis we're going to be seeing. No, me neither. I think. Well, we know um, Richard E. Grant's in this, right? Yes, and that's that's what I was going to say. I'm I think they're going to set it up that everyone's going to assume that Lady Loki is the villain, and it's going to be Old Man Loki. Because let's be honest, Richard E. Grant looks like comic Loki. He does. I mean, comic Loki pre two thousand twelve, when he just kind of looked like he who uh, Hugo Weaving. <laughs> like let's be. But honest. even yeah, but even. Have you oh, read sorry, like the ahead. recent? Sorry, have you read like the recent four runs with when they look at like the old man Loki from the future? Yeah, yeah, I've seen. I haven't read them, but I've seen. I've seen. He's them, got yeah. the proper like slicked back, greasy the hair, slicked back hair, the really, really long, long horns, curly yeah. horns, and like, the sort of the skinnier body. And oh, I love it. I want to see that. And I, you just imagine him with some, like bubble gum. I remember back in like twenty. 20- 11 or 2010 when they i think they announced him people were like this was an actual topic of discussion people were like loki's too hot <laughs> i mean he is he's, he's the god of mischief of course he's hot i remember people, people were stuff. saying similar thing my dad told me people were telling me some t- saying similar things about wolverine back in 2020 20, 2000 or 2000 whenever the first x-men movie came out he's like yeah i had friends that were like who were upset about how hot Hugh Jackman was and how tall Hugh Jackman was because they thought Wolverine should be like a weird looking dude. I mean, <laughs> the, the tall thing I can get, but I yeah, feel like I get the tall, I get the height, but <laughs> the hot thing is like he won over Jean Grey. Come on, <laughs> and it I'm wasn't just... because of his personality. No, I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone I love dies. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Oh, uh, Wolverine. Oh, bless his heart. Um, yeah, no, but just... yeah. I, sorry, you go. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get back in the podcasting. Uh, uh, We're both too excited about this. <laughs> yes. I just, I, I, this entire episode was just really good. I liked that it was mainly focused on like Loki as a character. In a mm. weird way, there's like so many things going on, but at the same time, it's Loki being like, "No, you don't control my life. You don't dictate my decisions. You know, I do." Because that's Loki's whole thing, right? And when he he steps away from Asgard, his whole thing is like, "I am controlling my own destiny now." Yes. Not my father. Not my brother. Not anybody. So. And I thought what was really clever is the way they reuse dialogue, and it physically shows him. How he projects himself onto things. I, 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 I don't know how many times you watched the episode, but I, I only clicked on like the second go when the whole thing he describes himself as is, exact, is exactly what he says to the TVA. He says how it's the weak uh, projecting, it's an illusion, uh, the weak projecting, you know, wanting power. Yeah, yeah that's what it's he said. literally, yeah. it just repeats yeah. what he actually means about himself. And I thought that was a really clever way of like showing how he deals with situations. And I think even in Avengers, he's conflicted. Because I think even even at the end of the day, like Loki is still he's a sad person who wants approval by his family. Yeah, like he does mess up things for approval. And I think in a weird, like twisted way, he thinks that doing what he wanted to accomplish in Avengers 
would get him that approval by his father, right? His fa- like maybe his father would see like that he was capable of 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 ruling, right? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, because he always had that relationship where like and then he, when he finds out he's adopted, he's suddenly like, "Oh, this makes complete sense why you love mm. Thor more than me." Uh yeah, so I think I think it's really interesting. I guess Loki's always been kind of a sympathetic villain in that regard. It's but why this I movie- this it's really why I, home. Yeah. It's why I really, and I know, I know people sort of skip this, but it's why I really appreciate the fall, the first fall movie. Because to, to Kenneth Brenner's credit, like I think he was such a great director for that film because it is so Shakespearean, the tragedy of it all. Mm-hmm. And I love the uh, the concept of yeah, no, he doesn't give a shit about Laufey. Like he may be Laufey's son, but he's not Laufey's son. Like Odin's his dad, and that's why he does all that stuff. Is like you, you do, you go. Oh, of course. Now he wants to turn against the his adopted dad because he doesn't really care about who he's. It's like no, he loves the person who raised him because he saved him as an infant. And you know, you can kind of infer that he always kind of felt like he was second to Thor in his father's eyes, right? Yeah. Absolutely, and, yeah. He always and then felt... he finds out he's adopted, and, he, mm. and it all makes sense, right? It all tracks. It's like that's why you, why I think the line is like that's why I, that's why you could never love me. You could never love a frost giant, kind of thing. But yeah. that never really like comes up again. No, like the whole point, like that's what I liked about that film is like like you just assume oh because he found out about his real heritage, he hates his dad, and therefore he wants to get rid of them. And really, it's no, I want to impress him. <laughs> And show him oh, how yeah, good I want to prove that I'm I'm good enough for him, right? And um, yeah, and I feel like that does come across kind of in certain ways, and the fact that they don't kill him, <laughs> I think, it's a big one. Um, God knows how what they would have done in terms of if uh, Frigga survived and um, the Dark Elves didn't invade. Maybe they would have let him go <laughs> after a certain point. We could only imagine. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, it'd be interesting to see where they, they would have gone with that. Maybe in the what if season two. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to see that the character. Because at that point, we see him obviously have like certain, I guess, misgivings about what he's doing. Clearly, in Avengers, he's doing what he's doing for a reason. He's like, I'm not defending his actions completely, but also he's definitely terrified of Thanos. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely something with Thanos there that we really don't get time to explore. Right. Explore. Yeah. But he's definitely afraid of Thanos. Right. And yeah, yeah. and and, and I think what's, what's interesting as well is like there there's a lot, and I think they do kind of explore it a bit in this episode, which is the idea of power and um what he conceive conceives of power. Like obviously for him at that point, the Infinity Stones was a major power source. And the fact that I guess Thanos entrusted the Mind Stone with him to then go off and achieve and receive the Tesseract was a big thing for him. Because then he had two Infinity Stones, which I guess at that point would have been the most anyone would have had, I guess, really. Um, yeah, I guess because Asgard had two at one point, but they did, they got rid of X and that would have been a big issue. So, yeah. So, so when he sees them all in the drawer... <laughs> And he's like, "Oh, the TVA is a big deal. Like this is this is what power is." 
I really did I appreciate that scene. I think what's really interesting what they did in this episode too is like it's clear that Loki doesn't actually want power. <laughs> he no. just thinks because when it's he's asked directly why, he's like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I think we've all been there where we're like, yeah, I want, I want that. And you're like, what would you do with it? And you're like, I don't know. I just want to have the same thing. Like, I want to have that respect. And you're right. Yeah, it's like, and that's I what I really love. Charge? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I really love about Mobius's character is that he doesn't bullshit Loki. Like, Loki's so used to people having... Or being afraid of him, yeah. Yeah, having an agenda, though, as well. Or and or Loki being afraid of them. Like, he's so used to people having an agenda or a certain way. When Mobius says something, he means it. So when he says, like, why don't you become the king of space? And he's like, you're mocking me. He's like, no, I'm, I'm truly not. Like, I'm telling you, like, it seems like the sort of thing you'd be into. And Loki seems almost taken aback by the fact that Mobius is just honest with him, which I also appreciate. But I also think that Mobius has some kind of agenda going on there, too. Which, um, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm 50-50 of that. We'll see, I I guess. Ravana has, because I read comics. Um. So yeah, Renslayer, I think, definitely has something going on. But when it comes to Mobius and the others, I'm not 100% certain. Because of the way the dialogue played out. Especially with... What was his name? The guy with the Infinity Stones. Who's who's, a hill boy from The Good Place. It seems to suggest that he was born to work at a desk. Yeah, it seems like they were all created to work there, right? So it's like, are they like, I know I'm interested, will that lead into a bit of the dialogue about free will? Like, will, will in some way Loki influence these people to rise up against the TVA? Maybe that's where we get the vote Loki thing. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> He's like, I want to be in charge. I'm the new god. Um, that'd be awesome. I'd love that. Uh, I, there's just so many things to delve into, I guess, for this episode. There's so much to talk about. I mean, the Kang and the Conqueror stuff, obviously, really interesting. And, you know, in the comics, we're not entirely sure, 100%, but there's the idea that he might be related to the, the Richards. So that might be a link to the Fantastic Four when that comes down the line. God. So, so much, much stuff. So much comic stuff to talk about. Um... Yeah, overall, I thought this was a really great episode. I really loved seeing every aspect. Of, like, I knew the cast was amazing going into it. So many great, talented people. But every aspect of the show was just fantastic. The score was, I mean, it was incredible. Beautiful. Yeah, it was the score was amazing. Stunning. Yeah, the, the score was amazing. The cast were awesome. The set design, the animation, the... I mean, the first official Tar Strong appearance in... The MCU, which I I I love, having a bit of Harley Quinn. Um, yeah, what did you think? I thought it was just I was like really hooked from the very beginning, mm. and there you know, which is, I mean, I was that way for WandaVision mostly just because I was really loving the Dick Van Dyke show elements, but it's kind of hard for me to like a hundred percent focus on something because of my 
ADHD adult brain. Um, <laughs> but I was just like zoned in this entire time. I was because I was just like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and Do you know, as well as I, sorry, I thought the way they did exposition was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you have just enough information. Uh, to understand what's going on for the people that may not know, like, where in the timeline, what Loki this is. Like, mm-hmm. it very it gives you that little thing at the beginning where it's like, this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to catch yourself up. And then it explains all the TVA stuff in really simple ways, but in a narratively driven way. Because it's kind of explaining it to Loki as well. And it's not yeah. somebody sitting at a desk saying, this is the TVA and yada yada. They did a fun thing with, like, the cartoon Thing. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, it, Miss it, Minutes is you... Mephisto calling it out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I ever thought Loki is the image of Loki, uh, and the church was Mephisto. Because <laughs> like, oh, devil. I'm like, oh, don't, don't go down Can that road. Stop doing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I don't think it's Mephisto. <laughs> It was confirmed to not be Mephisto. Thank it's a narrative Christ. device. It's it's not the first time you've seen this where someone's like, it was the devil in a church. Well, Kate, yeah, Kate Heron said specifically, obviously, like the horns represent, obviously, the horns on Loki's helmet. And also, he was, he's a fallen angel from heaven, like Satan. <laughs> um, it's not Mephisto. Yeah. No, Mephisto is going to show up in. Um, the next Spider-Man film when he takes away. I think Mephisto is going to show up eventually. I just don't think it's going to be here. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> uh, we want our sexy Devil Boy to have a whole whole season towards himself. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things like uh, people were like oh, the Nightmare Department. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a strange. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it's the joke. I think, but it's you never really- know. I think it's been really great being able to not focus on because I haven't read like any internet chatter and my Twitter's pretty dry just because of the people that I follow are not like <laughs> lots of Marvel nerds. So I have no idea what people are even speculating about. And I think that's great. I think <laughs> being allowed to be in my own brain and talk to you about it and have a nice day has been very great. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm the opposite. I'm like, people are driving me crazy. <laughs> I was like, just. I was like, I'm going to start my day off relaxed, calm, meditated. And within about 30 minutes, I was like posting a screenshot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the Rotten Tomatoes score, like like 94% going, look at that! (laughs) Calm down, everyone. Like, no, a Marvel Studios project didn't say this other stuff doesn't matter. That's not what they would do, because one, that would be cruel anyway. Two, especially when those shows have a lot of diversity in them. Um, and they were, there's a reason that show went on for what, seven seasons? Yeah, it's a reason why it's critically <laughs> loved people as it went like on. That show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just seems weird. Like, people like jumping and like the Netflix stuff, like, not all the Netflix stuff was fantastic, but you know, but the Netflix like stuff it, is like it's easy enough to. Right it makes on. sense why they cut the Netflix stuff because Disney Plus was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's easy enough to just call Kristen Ritter and be like, yo, want to be in Hawkeye? <laughs> like, they're still <laughs> under talk. It's, it's like... What are you up to? <laughs> want to be in Hawkeye? Yeah, well, fuck it. 
<laughs> She's walking past the street. Hello. Yeah, it's just. It's just she like kicks a trash can in the background or something. It's like a, when I was playing Spider Man PS4. I just landed by this. I was just going through every location in the Marvel universe, going to <laughs> taking selfies. There's I've got so many images of me with Nelson and Murdoch going. Or there's one of Josie's. <laughs> I was like, yeah, pointless. Yeah, it's not like those actors can't be in MCU stuff in the future or anything. I don't know. It's just And even then it's like like with the Netflix and even Angels of Shield, there's no point writing it all off because that's stupid. It also there doesn't is... really affect anything because Agents of Shield was not really allowed to play in the major Marvel universe anyway. No, they were like, and... Yeah, you can have inhumans. <laughs> yeah, they're the only ones who did inhumans right. <laughs> Um, we don't talk about I got that I went on Disney Plus the other day and it was like recommended for you the Inhumans TV show I was like how dare you <laughs> it is funny though like when you can like if you were to say talk about 10 years ago in terms of Inhumans like who do which character do you think they that <laughs> that Marvel television would get correct in live action Black Bolt the Royal, the royal <laughs> The royal family or Quake? <laughs> hmm. Uh, I'm gonna. I go will with... forever be devastated how that Inhumans show turned out. I... It's 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 easy to retcon though. I feel like I feel like you could like joke that it's like. I a, feel like honestly, if Feige yeah. was gonna be like, yeah, we're doing Inhumans. Can you just forget that that first thing ever happened? I'd be like. I- Absolutely, one hundred. Nobody watched it anyway. Me and four other people watched it. That's it. So like, <laughs> oh, there's four four people. I went to go see. I think I've told the story on the podcast before. I went yeah. to go see that in the IMAX premiere. I paid eighteen dollars for that. Was that the four? Uh, was it like four D where you can smell the shit coming through the screen? <laughs> or... It was just IMAX. It was just in IMAX. Like, why did I pay this? No, about like five minutes in, I'm like, I have made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that show is that everyone who could have stopped it also had Black Pulse power. And they just couldn't speak out. <laughs> like, so, does anyone have any issues with the fact that we're going to shave her hair off? <laughs> it's like, in the first episode. <laughs> I can't talk. It'll blow up the world. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I like distracted talking about inhumans, I'll just get too mad. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing though. Like with me, that with these shows, I feel like if anyone can take something and slice the bits that aren't necessarily working or perfect, and then repackage it and make it work overall in terms of the overall universe, it's Marvel Studios. Yeah, I don't think Kevin Feige is going to look at Into Shield. And go, we'll chop, we'll throw this in the bin. That's not the case, and it's the same with the Netflix shows. There's no way he's gonna go. Well, I guess Luke, uh, Luke Cage season two was was terrible. Well, I guess we'll just never use that character again. Makes no sense. It's it's what, and I feel like the show and also Endgame are perfect examples of what they do well, which is they take a film which isn't necessarily the best film. But <laughs> I think I'd argue it's one of the I really enjoy it still. I think it's I think it's a good film. I don't think it's perfect. I think it's very low down on my list of MCU films. 
for the dark world. Could you imagine going back to 2016, 2016, Civil War comes out, going back in time and saying, for the dark world will have a huge bearing on future projects. You'd be like, <laughs> shut up. That's, you're an idiot. Like, no, that doesn't. And then you watch Endgame, and you're like, okay, well, well, Jesus Christ, I guess I guess they've just won me over and for the dark world. And then they did it again this week with Loki. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Imagine going back to uh, to 2015, Age of Ultron has just come out, and walk up to some random person on the street and be like, <laughs> "Yo, you know the robot and that girl with the red magic powers? They're gonna be in the best Marvel TV fuck. show." <laughs> they're, gonna... <laughs> they're gonna straight up be horny <laughs> on a Disney platform. <laughs> And you're gonna watch it. <laughs> you're gonna watch it and you're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna cry about it. They're gonna have twins, and then we won't see them until Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um, oh yeah, Sam Raimi's gonna make a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> Wait, who the fuck is Doctor the... Strange? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> and I have to Scott Witch and America Chavez. <laughs> what? Um, by the way, have you seen the uh, artwork from that? I have. I yeah, you you. I think you tagged me in it on Twitter. Yeah, I. It's so good. I love how I love how something absolutely fucking redundant that is. They've given Wander extra sleeves. Makes me go, ooh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> now it's now it's like the comic books. It's like we're such losers, I guess. Like. <laughs> Like wow, I guess we get to see a bit more, less of Wanda's arms. That's gonna be fun to watch in the big screen. Is it bad that I had the same reaction? I was like, "Ooh, look at the costume!" <laughs> like wow, can't believe like Doctor Strange has got slightly grayer temples. Um, yeah. I wonder if he's gonna wear the yellow gloves. <laughs> oh my god, don't! Because I am excited. Like oh, I just can't wait. For Doctor Strange where they tease Thor Ragnarok and he has the gloves on. I remember at the time watching in the theater with my sister and going, oh my god, he has the gloves. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's like, oh, they're, they're doing the thing from the book. You're like, what? I mean, it for like five seconds. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, if we get I, if we get the black and red uh, Stephen Strange costume, I will faint in the theater. <laughs> That would be cool. I did something the other day where it's like it was a point where I was gonna make a negative point, and I in my brain did that and it turned it around into a positive point so strangely. I was like, I don't know if you've seen the the Avengers Disney Park thing they just announced, like they just revealed mm-hmm. the, the Spider World, whatever it's called. Um, Web, what was it called? Web Avengers. Can't, it's the Avengers Campus. Avengers Campus, and then there's the Web. Yeah, place where where Peter's Peter's place, um, <laughs> and I was like, hmm, because they introduced the concept. Because in the first event, uh, in the Spider-Man Homecoming, we have Karen, who is played by Jennifer, aka the wife of the Vision, <laughs> and then in Far From Home, we have Edith. I was like, okay, that's strange. I get the joke they were trying to make with even that I'm the hero, that was fun. 
I was like, oh, it's just kind of a shame they didn't bring back the first voice. And then, yeah. it, judging by the sound effects of the voiceover, which is Tom um, Holland in the Avengers Campus, it sounds like he has a new voice called Sharon. <laughs> and I was like, why do they keep giving him different, like, female Jarvises? And then because I, I was, I was, I was going to make like a negative point, like, <laughs> what they couldn't just get Jennifer Connelly back to do a, a Disney park, and I was like, he's Peter Parker, he goes through women like crazy. This just makes more sense. <laughs> this is absolutely a Peter Parker move that like, he's got. Like that's that's how we get MCU Jocasta. He's just going for, he's got like different names. Like that was an actual thing. That was not, I think Jocasta was actually in Iron. Yeah, it was in Age of when Age Tony of was like was like fumbling trying to find Friday's voice. What the fuck happened there to was... Friday? Does Friday like work for Pepper now? Because I don't want her to be like buried <laughs> in the casket. I never like I never liked Friday. Um... <gasps> I love Friday. That's because I'm core Irish though. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple contusions correct. <laughs> Yeah, I can. <laughs> I like the Irish aspect of it. Yeah, I liked Friday. I like that Jarvis died. He's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> like ten of other ones I can use. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see where they go with those characters. Um, and like I said, like, like we said, you could have Daredevil appear in the next Spider-Man film and say, "Yeah, I fought ninjas," and you'd be like, "Okay, that's all you Hi, need." I'm Daredevil. That's it. <laughs> I am Daredevil. Bye. Bye, Daredevil. Yeah, like, that's all you really need. I mean, I'm still holding out just because I love their relationship in the comics. I'm still holding out on Jessica Jones being in Hawkeye in some capacity. I think that would be amazing. Um, that'd be cool. I feel like we would have seen it. We, but... It would have been leaked by now, for sure. But... Well, we say that, and then... Yeah. Who knows? Um... Yeah, but lo- going back to Loki as we wrap this up, I guess I'm so, I'm so excited to see what happens. I'm so excited for weird stuff. Mm. I'm I just I, magic shit and weird sci fi stuff is is my jam. So I'm very excited. <laughs> it's yeah, I really love the weird. The weirder they go, the more sci fi crazy aspects. When it feels like a comic book. That's always the best time. It's the reason why, again, my favorite, I think, although I think Spider-Man 2 like, is still my favorite Spider-Man film, I think the most Spider-Man sequence of all time was in Far From Home, of the Mysterio sequence. That is just pure comic book. The, the more like, they go pure comic book, the more I love it. Yeah, and I like that we're moving into an era where they're not afraid to do that stuff anymore, because for a while they were. Yes. You know, and it's I feel like, like Hawkeye can't be from the circus. He can't be He's deaf. Be... <laughs> there is a set picture of him with hearing aids. There is. I know. That's why I was like. That is the hope like... I am holding out for. Because for those of you who don't know, I'm hard of hearing and I wear hearing aids. Uh, and Hawkeye was a very big influential comic in my life. So uh, I've always been angry that they didn't make him deaf. But anyway. <laughs> like, oh, I've killed so many Japanese people. I just can't hear anymore. I think they punched me in the ear a few many times. I wonder how they're going to delve into that. I'm still convinced that his wife left. <laughs> like Linda Cardinal is like, I'm not li- living with you. You're a serial killer. <laughs> she just finds out all the shit that he did. That would track. <laughs> Hawkeye being divorced is a thing. 
Yeah, he's got a, he's a, got a whole, trophy. He's got a trophy a whole, room. There's a whole <laughs> issue in uh the Fraction Hawkeye run where it's just his ex girlfriends and him teaming up with Kate Bishop and getting mm-hmm. into misadventures. <laughs> it's just him, Natasha's body, <laughs> and oh god, that's why he's with Yelena. Like you're close enough. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's in the whole guy. She's like, excuse me. He's like, sorry, I thought you were someone else. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see if we get more cameos and different appearances. Different yeah. versions of characters maybe we might see. It would be really interesting to see. Yeah, I'm really curious to see this other version of Loki. I wonder just, if they're gonna yeah. if they're gonna hide that for for a while or just reveal it next episode. I guess we'll see. I hope they reveal it next episode, but I don't think they. I don't know. I want to be really surprised. Do you I want know how them. How many to... episodes Loki is? Six. Six. Okay. Which <laughs> I was the same. Suggest that they might show it next week, but then we got the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like that was kind of a slow burn in some cases. So yeah. I'm glad that they're not. I'm glad that they're not sticking to like what the Netflix show did with like Mm. with a hard 13 episodes because some of those Netflix shows did not need 13 episodes. (laughs) Daredevil goes to the toilet, (laughs) but it right. That's what it. That's what Jessica Jones season two felt like a lot. I was like, yeah, I don't care about any of this. I read an arc. I haven't watched Jessica Jones season three. Have you seen? Nope. And I read like. I guess it spoiled it for me. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. Do I, can I spoil it for you? Like, I haven't yeah, really watched it. I don't care. It was like, it, like Trish gets arrested. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> happened in Chosen Free of Jessica Jones that I missed? Apparently, a lot. <laughs> like, apparently, like, she becomes bad. I was like, that's not hell, cat. <laughs> like, this, is, this is bullshit. <laughs> I don't trust this. Um, Jessica Jones. And it pains me to say this because Alias is my favorite comic of all time, uh, mm. which is the original run with Jessica Jones in it. But for those of you who don't know, that's uh, where she was introduced. Uh, yeah, Jessica Jones outside of season one, not good, not great. <laughs> I didn't mind season two. I thought season okay. two was okay. I liked the the, the the stuff with Malcolm, but the mum stuff was like okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Creepy doctors are yeah. always cool though. Yeah. I'm a sucker for and the fact doctor. that they refuse to introduce Danielle really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is like so much of her character um, is her her kid and her relationship with Luke Cage, which you've just completely written away. But okay, um, I still think they should just make it really fucking weird and confirm that she was in class with Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of the comics is when she's like, oh my god, Peter Parker. He's like, wait, what? She's like, we went to school oh, together. Oh, Coma Girl! I remember. <laughs> my favorite one is when she's like, I had a big old crush on you in high school, and uh, Luke Cage is there, and he's just like, you had a what? And then, in like, the, and then like later in the, in the, they're all sitting in the Quinjet, and, and he's sitting with Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's like, look, listen, I'd never do, like, your wife had a crush on me, but it's okay. You know, I'd never do anything, and then Luke just goes, Clint! Fly the damn plane! <laughs> He's like, this dweeb? This dweeb? Just desperately trying to get out of the conversation. 
it's it's so funny because like Luke Cage is like the most you know masculine and strong guy, and Spider-Man's just like oh, I can't afford. It's it's hilarious because that's my favorite part about Spider-Man is that he's in this room with the Avengers and they're all like gearing up, and he's like I can't even afford pizza. <laughs> I think it was like I think it was the uh, the Hickman Avengers run when um. When they did Avengers World, one of my favorite panels is when they're they're recruiting the new Avengers, and then Iron Man's like, "We've got money." PS like crying. He's like, "Thank, thank you. <laughs> like, I, I need this." Um, love that stuff. Uh, but yeah, Loki wise, I'm really I'm really intrigued to see who we might see. I will say this though: Did you see the tweet about the background variant that people were talking about? No. So that it's it was trending, and I thought it was very silly because it is very silly, um, and it's probably just a random thing. But people are convinced that there is a duplicate in Loki that looks like Peggy Carter. <laughs> you can't really see that one. That's not Peggy. <laughs> Look, she's got 1940s hair. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's like Peggy, but I don't think it's that off either. It's not that. Okay, it's not that. It's not the craziest thing I've heard about this show so far. Like for Claire, kind of like zoomed in shot. Yeah, that. <laughs> it would be funny though. It would be funny if Peggy just shows up. You want to tell me about her? I don't think I will. <laughs> she was taken after I kissed her. They just punch Steve in the face and drag her off. He's like, I did. I had the most miserable eight years of my life. <laughs> I ended up marrying her niece. <laughs> I was like 50. That's probably, a good, that's probably a good place to call it for the afternoon, I feel. <laughs> Which, again, yeah, it's another people debating that whole thing again because it's like, do we trust what the TVA are saying? Because that means Steve lived with Peggy. I, like, I guess they did say the Avengers were supposed to do that. But, yeah, but the Avengers also brought stuff back, which I guess is what their point was, right? Like the point was that the Avengers were always supposed to bring the stones back, which they did, but Loki running off was not supposed to happen. So it's like it depends, like the one timeline, I guess, is the big issue. Like it'll be interesting. I I hope they will say that. Oh, yeah, obviously the TV are lying. There's different timelines in that. The one timeline is one that, that they could just manipulate for their own whatever. Because it wouldn't make too much sense if Steve lived with Peggy, even though she like what they like hire a random dude to be her husband in that video. Steve Steve's directing it, he's like say same say some really good shit about me. <laughs> he's like, Steve uh, save my husband. Like this guy's like, I don't know who you are. Like you hired me. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Captain Captain America did some really cool stuff. The rules seem so weird. 
you know? Yeah. But and even Michael Waldron straight up said, like, yeah, it was really complicated, and we had to go back and look through and make some de- decisive rules and debates, and they had so many, apparently they had, like, so many debates, and, like, had, they had so many whiteboards with timelines and, like, lines and tangents, and he said that sometimes people would walk into a room and not distinguish the, like, if you were, like, a normal person, you wouldn't distinguish these two timelines, but in between, in the writers' room, they they could see the differences and go, no, no, that's wrong. That's, you're stupid. That's that's not how it goes. Like, yeah, it has to be this line. And like, I was like, I love that. I want to see everything about I love, that. I, I want to see. Yeah, the. <laughs> I want to see every like behind the scenes debate. I'm looking forward a lot to the behind the scenes of this show. And yeah, the... yeah, I think I think that that special is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Before we wrap off as well, did you see the big group chat on Variety with the actors? No. No, I didn't. It was Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, <laughs> Sebastian Stan, one, Anthony Mackie, and Tom Hiddleston. And they're all bullying Tom Hiddleston <laughs> because they were like, we were all on the set at the same time and you didn't let us go to Loki school. Because <laughs> apparently, apparently Tom Hiddleston literally did like a 60 minute teaching session about Loki as a character, what it means and like, <laughs> that's where Owen Wilson and stuff was and apparently like, Anthony Mackie is like they booked us, they filmed us on set, like, they booked a time because they knew that we weren't be able to go and it's funny because one, Elizabeth Olsen's laughing and then Paul Bettany just goes, yeah Tom, did you have like a, a laser pointer and like one of those long retractable sticks that points at <laughs> and Tom Hiddleston's going yeah, I need to and watch this. There's <laughs> laugh, laughing. And then my favorite thing is that Sebastian stands in all that makeup because he's in that movie with him, about Pamela Anderson. <laughs> you got, I'll send you a link. It, it, I haven't watched it fully. Please I've do. I've seen that one bit do. and it looks so good. <laughs> well, that's all we've got time for this week. Ash, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ash Jeffies. Uh, I have two podcasts. One is Rogue Padron. Uh, and one is uh, OS Team, which is a new podcast. I didn't have the last time we recorded, uh, which is a um, podcast all about video game music. So, yeah. so And you can find everything I do at Ash Jeffies on Twitter. Perfect. And you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY. I'm also a host of the Imperial Senate podcast. And I have my own other shows on Patreon. I am planning to make them available for everyone. And I'm going to change up my Patreon soon. So, if you're interested in helping supporting me, I recommend doing that, please. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to have some more content for people and you can help support me in making it. But until next time, that's all we've got time for. Thank you. See you.